0: down to the nub podcast the cigar podcast show focusing on premium cigars and good times with With industry leaders cigar cigar giveaways interviews and more here are your hosts cigar Cigar show tim and brandon cigar Cigar mechanic wells let's get started what's going on everybody welcome to episode 60 of down to the nub podcast where we hang out We talk about life, and we smoke a cigar, but that's about all that comes to with this cigar podcast. That's not true. That is not true, but I had to say it once.
1: Yeah. It sounded good, but it's not true. No. And normally I have my cigar cut by now, but...
0: But you don't. But while you're taking care of your cigar, I will share that I am smoking. For the first time, I have had the Reserva, but I'm having the... Espinoza La Ranja Escuro. Ugh.
1: Such a good cigar.
0: So far, I am loving it. And, uh, well, this plays before my video for my top 10 of next year. But if you would like to know my take on cigars and what I think are the top 10 of 2020, according to what I've reviewed and had, then you should go and check that out when this is done playing, because it'll go live shortly after, and... I won't say it's on there, and I won't say it's not, but the Laranja might
1: make an appearance. Wait, doesn't this air a week after you release your top ten? You're right, because we got ahead again. We Dang finally it! got caught up.
0: Finally got caught up. <laughs> so the week of Thanksgiving, I'm like, hey, this will be next week Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, this is uh So if you haven't yet checked out Tim's top ten on Cigar <laughs> Show, Tim,
0: <laughs> think then go it out.
1: back and look at what his top ten are because this. Is being recorded the day before that airs. However, this is getting released. By the time you hear it, it's already been aired for a week.
0: So you're welcome. And if you haven't checked it out, then shame on you. Go do it and finish this episode first, though.
1: And if that was confusing for you, when you're done watching this episode, uh, just go look at Cigar Show Tim on YouTube. Check out his page. Like it. Subscribe to it. Um, Like every video that's on there. Share with your friends. Do the whole nine. But he's got a top 10, uh, and you'll want to check that one out for sure.
0: Ooh, then maybe I should talk about How's a that? couple of cigars on that list now. No, I'll make him go watch it.
1: Yeah, go watch it. We're not going to talk about that here, because that's your channel. That's separate from this. That is separate, Mr.
0: Cigar Mechanic. You're right.
1: Yeah, but I don't, I don't mind. we you know, we got to share it, dude. It's, it's, it's who you are. It's a piece of you, and I think it's great, man. Yep. Uh, another piece of you and who you are is what's right behind your uh, left shoulder there, which would be Turbojet Coffee. See how I did that, dude? I actually caught that accurately. That was uh, smooth. That, that, it was a little painful, but uh, <laughs> Turbojet Coffee, TurbojetCoffee.com, um, I start every morning with Turbojet Coffee. As cold brew. As cold brew, absolutely. And uh, I've had the uh, Italian blend from Italy, because it's not Italian, otherwise it'd be from Italy. Um, so I've had the Italian blend uh, and I've had the what was the other one I had? The first one you gave me, the Sumatra something Su- or another? Sumatra Dark, Sumatra Mandolin, Dark Roast. There you go. Which my is pref- more of a medium dark. Yeah, my preference has definitely been the Sumatra, but I have been actually uh, I've been enjoying the uh the Italian um as well. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. The the first time I had the Italian I did not like it.
0: Because you didn't know it was the Italian.
1: Because I was expecting the Sumatran. <laughs> so it like, it hit the lips and I was like, whoa, what is this? And uh, it, it it was fully unexpected. Uh, but I, I've actually been enjoying it. I I've, I've actually been enjoying it. I'm surprised. Um, no, I, I've been enjoying it every day because I, I continue to drink it. There you go. Well, I didn't and, pour it out.
0: And I've learned because I did cold brew with it as well that, uh, even though like an espresso shot, you'll get the creaminess in it. You still get a little bit of a, just like a subtle creamy, like smooth silkiness to it in the morning as cold brew. And it pairs really well to Connecticut.
1: And I, and I really have, I, I've i put a, a small little drop of uh, vanilla, oh, yeah. vanilla cream stevia in it, um, which normally I don't, I don't put a ton of flavor in, but I've found lately, I just like a little of vanilla cream in there. Uh, stevia and, it, and, it, and i don't i put no cream I, I normally just drink my coffee black um and but I, i've been enjoying that little drop of vanilla I, I feel like it's bringing out some of the sweetness in that coffee more hmm. um and and it just it just enhances it. it makes it it just makes it even a little bit more and it's it's got to be a small drop you can't put too much in there because then it, it, it then it's all vanilla because that stevia is like some powerful stuff
0: oh yeah so the way my wife Pours in a whole bunch of like French vanilla creamers the wrong way to do it, according to you. Which I would agree.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's entirely inappropriate. Um, now, when I when I do drink it warm, I, I have been lately just because you know the season and it's the only part of the season I get into is the peppermint creamer. There you go. I, there's just something about that peppermint creamer in the morning with your coffee that's just kind of like all right. And then the holidays are over and I'm like, okay, no more peppermint, no more creamer. Yep.
0: And you get your cold for a little bit, and you're like, okay, it's Arizona again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We were doing Bible study tonight, and we decided to do it outside instead of in the cigar lounge, which was really cool. So oh, yeah. I had to move uh, – we we had my wife's new car on the lift, and I had to move it back so that we can all sit around. And it was beautiful when we started. And by the end of it, I'm like, okay, I need to find a jacket because it, <laughs> it's dropped below 70 degrees. And so now I need a jacket because it's like 65. Yes,
0: and I have my new tower heater on me right there keeping me nice and comfortable at 70 degrees here in the studio cuz otherwise it would be in the 60s here because it's actually cooling off.
1: Yeah, you look like you're in a pretty chill spot this evening. Like you got a leg kicked up, you got an arm kicked out on the leg right now. You're just like relaxed and chilled tonight, aren't you?
0: I I am and it also makes the back a whole lot more comfortable. Yeah, well, there's that. <laughs>
1: there's the but, back. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, there's there's that component to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so so I got a new a new car for my wife today. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which is pretty cool because I had just gotten her a car, um, maybe six months ago, or less. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That she 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 didn't really like. She actually, I take that back. She really liked the car that I got her before. Um, and I got a killer deal on the other car, so I, I just mm-hmm. I like, couldn't pass it up. And I wanted to get something new. She had the minivan, you know. Manaya's older; she's driving now. Mm-hmm. she's got her truck and her jeep um that uh you know she bought on her own and she does the repairs too or she pays my cousin to do one of the two um but uh so now we don't really need the minivan because we're not taking these like family trips and doing all that stuff right now right yep so she wanted more of an suv to, you know, to have, the so i bought her a jeep compass mm-hmm. a 2015 i buy all my cars used by the way i don't like payments oh, yeah. Um, until my accountant says I need to go get something new and make payments. Um, or I'm paying cash at the dealership. I'm I'm I just I hate payments, dude. I freaking hate payments.
0: Oh yeah, we haven't had payments for gosh four or five years. Haven't had a car payment and it's been yeah. nice. and I haven't we haven't bought a brand new car since I bought my Tiburon in two thousand four. Yeah. Everything's been used.
1: Yeah, and I mean listen, I got a full mechanic shop here at my house, so it's <laughs> we get, I get a new car, bring it here and it's all, you know, it's all tune up and oil change, put it on the lift, inspect the base on uh, the undercarriage, <laughs> degrease, pressure wash the undercarriage, like the whole nine gets done on any new car I pick up now. Oh yeah. Uh, put it 6 feet in the air and work on it. Mhm. Um so anyways, yeah, she 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 really loved the Compass. She she felt very comfortable in it. She loved it. Uh, other than the fact that that thing is a gutless bastard. Oh yeah, no balls. Dude, none whatsoever, and it's you know, it's feel economy. uh who cares? It's you know, we're burning dinosaurs either way. Um, it, it just doesn't matter. So, it, it was that your phone or my phone? That was you. No, it's not mine. Didn't make any noise. Silent mode on, okay. There you go. I right, my apologies. Um, so yeah, she she uh, she really liked the car, she felt very comfortable in it. She she enjoyed it. It's a beautiful car, so it's, uh, it's uh, her old one, her compass. It's it's just, just thick jet black, with black rims, and it's just, the whole thing's murdered out, right? It's just, it's just, it's gorgeous, and uh, but it is gutless. And she grew up, yeah. You know, she grew up with uh, her dad building hot rods, and you know he had a. I remember when I met him, he had a um, a jet boat, a Hallett Ooh. jet boat with a with a four fifty four big block in it. Oh. Yeah. Um, that uh, he had a, a fifty six Ford that was uh, the license plate said Fat and Low, nice. um, which resembled him and the car, um, and uh, that thing was a, a three fifty one Windsor, no nice. three fifty one Cleveland, oh, okay. um, and it sat real low, wide tubs in the back. So it, it you know she grew up holding on to the roll cage of a Vega that was you know would do wheelies, yes. and so she she she's not afraid of speed. Um, and so you put her in this like gutless little skateboard, and yeah, she's right. like, I, "I just," she's like, "I love the car, but I want more." So for Christmas, I went out and I, I found a good deal on a car, uh, bought her a 2013 uh,
0: Ford Escape. Ooh, now you can be twinning.
1: Yeah, so I have a white uh, Ford Escape, and and this is the first time I've ever bought Ford, by the way. Like I have been anti Ford uh, for a long time. Mine's having a couple minor issues. So I think what I'm going to do is uh, 3D print some Chevy logos and put it all over the car, and that way it'll I'll drive fit. better. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I might change the back of it from where it says Escape to, um, you know, Equinox, and uh-huh. then uh, you know, take the uh, the Ford logo off the front and and fashion a bow tie logo to fit in that spot, and just 3D print that, slap it on the car, and it. I, I think I'm really convinced that it's gonna it's gonna drive better.
0: It will. It, yeah. it absolutely will. Better fuel economy. It'll drive better. Everything yeah. will be better. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, actually, I should put Toyota on. If I want better fuel economy, I'll put a Toyota logo, and it'll last yeah. forever. Um,
0: You'll have better towing capacity if you put a Chevy logo on it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, so, no, these things have been great. There's a little 1.6 liter, but turbo. The, it's really cool. Mine, you can hear it spool up, of course, uh-huh. uh, which I love. This little baby's spooling up turbo it's just so <laughs> cute and cuddly and then i get in my diesel and you hear that bastard fire up and spool up and it's like oh yeah it's yes. the thing that men are made of right yes um, you
0: smell your exhaust and it's like
1: yeah oh dude i don't day. smell my i don't smell my exhaust the prius next to me does
0: <laughs> there um, you go
1: you know you're saving dinosaurs or here's some in your windshield um yep which is always fun. It, my truck is straight pipe, no muffler, no resonator, no nothing. It's a four inch pipe uh, from the turbo all the way back. So the thing sounds like a Sherman tank. Oh, You're yeah. not sneaking up on anybody. No. And, and if you're trying to have a phone conversation with your window, even slightly cracked and you pull up next to me, you might as well just, just, just cancel the conversation. Cause rolling up the window is not going to help either.
0: No, just hang no. up and say, I'll call you back.
1: Yeah, there's some jerk next to me with a loud truck, uh, obnoxious, and probably a very small um, member, oh, which may or may not be true. But um, it, the, the, the truck, <laughs> the truck's a lot of fun. But was back to the car. Uh, yeah. So I buy, I buy this car today. I, I go out and test drive it. The lady was really sweet. I got a killer deal on this thing. Just amazing, killer deal. It was great deal. Amazing. I'm I'm amazing. I'm great. I'm humble. Um, and uh, so I take this thing home, right? I drive it around. The lady drives it, I go get cash. We meet up at a place, yada, yada, yada. So this car's getting driven around a good amount today, and, and I'm telling you this for a reason. Mm-hmm. Tim, you don't even know this. No, I don't. Yeah, this is great about it. I'm um, for the ride, yeah, every pun intended. Um, uh, so we. I get this thing home, my cousin's there, and I said, hey, on the way home, I ordered an air filter, cabin air filter, oil, oil filter, spark plugs, the whole nine, like, everything's being delivered right now. Get this thing on the lift, start tearing it apart. So he gets into it, starts tearing apart, does a tune-up, oil change, everything, lowers, you know, he lowers it back down to do the tune-up. And, um, I'm off at my buddy's gun shop. Uh, I'm looking at a gun. And, um, yeah, I didn't tell you that either. <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> yeah, I'm ordering a gun tomorrow. Um a, a new rifle, dude. Oh, nice. 30-06. Awesome. Huh? 30-06? No, I'm getting a a, a a Craymore uh 6.5. Nice. Yeah. So this thing will take down freaking anything from like moose down to a little rabbit. Um so, so wait, I'm getting that order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, and I was talking to him about that. So yeah, there'll still be rabbit left even with this thing. It's it's a really cool, really cool gun. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm picking that up, and then uh, I'm getting a scope and everything for it. But um, so my cousin calls me as I'm there, Uh-oh. and he says, hey, um, when are you coming back? I need to compare this car to yours because there's something up near the grill that I don't think is supposed to be there. Oh, and i'm going
0: uh crap what mickey mouse job did they do
1: exactly you know it's like oh i knew this was too good to be true what's going on and he's like I, dude you just need to see it when are you gonna be here i'm like i'll, I'll be there in about 15 20 minutes He says, okay i'll wait <laughs> so i come home and he doesn't come out to my car which i, I think is weird because you want to do a comparison right so he says, dude, check this out. He's like, I don't think this is factory. And he takes the flashlight because now it's getting darker. And he aims it down on the lower part of the grill. And you can see through to, like, the condenser and the radiator right there. Mm-hmm. And he goes, does that look normal to you? And I look, and I don't see anything. I'm like, yeah, looks perfectly normal. I can see the condenser. Everything looks fine. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be open. And uh, he says, hold on. And he kicks the bumper. And I see a mouse head. Boop and go back down like
0: so literally my joke of what mickey mouse there's actually a
1: mouse <laughs> and i don't know if this is a mouse or a rat right because <laughs> i know there's a difference so i see a rodent let me just yeah. put it this way because this thing was not little and cool. it's all just poking its head up and i know somebody will screenshot that that'll be awesome um Some cheese yeah like got cheese and then it pops back down and you can see like the back of it i'm like oh hell no that's mm-hmm. not factory because uh, there wasn't a Ford logo on its forehead. So I know it's not factory. Although I'm pretty sure that's probably what makes the car go.
0: Oh, so they upgraded from hamsters.
1: Yeah, they've upgraded from hamsters because um, mice will eat more stuff. Um, yes. So they're more uh, economical and friendly. You can find the stuff there more go. readily available for them to chase. So I said, oh, hell no, dude. Like this is not happening. And so this thing's been along for the ride. This entire time like this is what i'm thinking in my head i'm like this thing has been hanging on where the bumper curls under and everything like i'm just picturing this little thing like ratatouille right i'm just picturing it, like gripping on and just hanging on going Wee! as i'm doing like eight i did at one point i was doing 90 on the freeway <laughs> you gotta put a gopro under there and drive <laughs> I'm telling you and I picture this rat just like hanging on just like ears flapping dude and it's just going ah like the like you can see the whole cartoon thing like the eyelids are back and the eyes are this big you know and everything's just going you know and it's hanging on dude like (laughs) pulling out a pair of like motorcycle goggles and putting them on so it can just hang on for life and have fun like how long has this rat rodent mouse hamster whatever this thing is how long has it been in there
0: yeah seriously
1: My cousin said he found it because nobody was around and everything was quiet as he's working on the car. And he hears, I'm going, so this thing's down there chomping on something. I'm like, yeah, this isn't happening. See, out here in Arizona, we have field mice and we have rodents that are in areas. Now, where this came from, I don't know. I don't know how a rodent got in. This is weird. Like, there's no reason there should be a rodent in this thing at all. Hmm. But with the cooler weather, they tend to go up in the cars. And a lot of times they go up underneath the intake and they chew on the wires because now wires are have a, a lot of the wires in vehicles are soy based. So I didn't know this. I'm like, why are they choosing hmm. certain wires over others? Well, because a, certain wires are soy based. The sheathing on the wires is soy based. And so they're eating that. Uh, Uh, on the on like the grand caravans they love the fuel harness and it's underneath the intake it's a pain in the butt to to replace and they always chew them up so uh and and they go in the engine bays because that's where they stay warm hmm. in this cooler weather yeah but this little bastard was in there for how long yeah because dude this thing was fat and it was big like without the tail it was big and then you, you clue the tail. So what do I do? I, I'm sorry if you're a, a, a an animal rights activist or person, and if this is the case, then just, just disconnect now. Yeah, but right. I don't like rodents in my car. They don't belong there, and I'm not about to reach my hand into some wild varmint and get bitten. So I get out a can of brake cleaner brand new. I knew you were going to tell me that. I knew that's what you were going to say. <laughs> And it took everything in my mind not to take the lighter out of my pocket. Yeah. But I I told my cousin, I'm like, dude, hey, kick the bumper again. And he did. And he loves animals, man. Um, oh, I just noticed all the magnets are on the thing still. I wasn't going to mention that in a minute. <laughs> That's funny. Um, uh, it, it, so he kicks the bumper. The thing pops his head up again. And I'm like... <laughs> Dude, this thing ducks down, but it leaves its butt available. So I start spraying it, and it goes to the other side of the bumper. I'm following it. It goes back over here, and it kind of goes up into this little corner where I can nail it. So it finally, like, gets pissed off enough, and I think it's kind of dying. Then mm-hmm. it jumps out, and I got my buddy there, uh, and he's like, dude, it got out. And I'm like, cool, where'd it go? And it goes underneath the car, underneath the lift, and I'm spraying this thing. It goes by my gate, and as soon as it gets past my gate, my buddy's there and just stomps on it like i was like <laughs> holy crap dude like he just straight up like wham then he's like i can't believe i just did that like he straight stomped on this thing dude uh, done
0: uh, the the line from the movie instantly comes to my head he's sleeping now
1: yeah yeah so like you know so i go get my channel lock pliers i pick it up by the tail into the trash can it goes like it, it it was one of those things though like the part of me wanted to like and I'm sorry, I, this, is, this is cruel to animals, this really is, but it would actually be kind of funny, and if you find this mean, I really do apologize, but I think a lot of you will actually find this funny. Part of me wanted to do the torch with the can of brake clean in my lighter, and watch this thing run down the road as a flaming ball oh yeah like not out of like the pain of the animal just out of the humor of watching something bounding down the road on fire like that just would have been like there's a fireball running like imagine if you were a neighbor and you came out to check your mail and a fireball just goes like bounding down past you like when where would your mind go (laughs) did i Did I just see that? Yeah. Just where would the mind go if you came out and you just saw this bounding, it just, and like leaving little fireball steps, you know, like everywhere you are, there's these little fire feet that everywhere it goes. So, and I'm sure that wouldn't happen that way. Uh, I'm sure it would just like scream and curl up and die and a painful death, which would be just very mean. And I understand that. And I, I respect that. And I did not light it on fire,
0: but you got out of your car,
1: but it would have been funny. Oh
0: yeah, it's the stuff like you gotta think like animators for cartoons back when we were kids. Like that was just their sense of humor. Yes, I can just picture an animated short now. (laughs) Thank you. Entire story.
1: So thank you because I'm not I'm not condoning or saying we should be cruel to animals. No, but in in an animedia in an animaniac's brain, um, I just picture like Pinky in the brain and Pinky is set on fire and bounding down the road.
0: <laughs>
1: nerf <laughs> try to take over the world. um <laughs> I, so I i just I, I, yeah there's that little cartoon that played through my head and there's these little footprints almost like back to the future when the car launches and there's still the tire tracks that are on fire you know. Yeah. like other than that but but it's not that it's rat feet. <laughs> Like and they go on forever because the flame doesn't go out. They just stay like these little feet print that are on fire on the I fertile imagination. Um yeah. Oh, that's
0: hilarious. That's 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 definitely a good story.
1: Yeah, so but she loves the car, man. It's it's good. great. Um it's I thought it was black, and then I, I, got it, I got it home, and I realized it's actually like a charcoal with almost a greenish hue to it, um, and it looks like a bass boat because it's got glitter in the paint. So oh, wow. my wife gets to drive a bass boat now, but it has a turbo, and it does go a lot faster and actually gets better fuel economy than the gutless bastard that was the Jeep Compass that is now oh, yeah. for sale. So if anybody's looking for a Jeep Compass 2015 model, uh, we have one for sale. It's in great shape. It drives excellent plenty of power that's a lie but you should buy it anyways it ran when parked (laughs) and it actually runs great dude that's a problem that thing is like had no problems it's been phenomenal and it's it's been a great car it is just gutless it's perfect for like a a beginner car oh yeah or somebody that's scared to drive on the freeway which is half the idiots out here in phoenix Mm -hmm. uh it's a perfect i'm scared of the freeway car
0: See, as opposed to when I went through driver's ed and behind the wheel, my behind the wheel instructor, as were whatever it was, day two of three days or whatever you had to do. We're getting on the on-ramp, and he goes, okay, I'll make it easy on you. You want to learn how to get on the freeway? Sure. What do I have to do? He goes, pretend I just waved the green flag at the Indy 500. Oh, bro, you have no idea what you just told me to do. Yeah, right? on wow. <laughs> Now, of course, I'm like, yeah, flying like a bat out of hell yeah. in a Toyota Corolla. Uh-huh. So. Oh, yeah. you know, you know, I got up to, like, you know, 52 by the time I was supposed to be at 70. Yeah. It was all good. But, yeah, when he told me that, and that is stuck in my head ever since he said it, it, was like, oh, getting on the freeway, boom, go. What happened to my lighter?
1: You get air in that quite a bit. I I Well, I just was out in different... Oh, I was out in different temperature.
0: And, yeah.
1: Yeah, well. yeah so, I, I remember when I worked for a Dodge dealership for a short stint as a, a salesman for Dodge. Mm -hmm. and uh, they told me we want you to test drive all the vehicles so you can understand them and know them oh I see what happened my igniter moved Uh, Mm. and so I I did that this is when the Dodge Dakota RT first released
0: Mm. now was that because the first generation was a 5.4 and then it went to the 5.9
1: it was the first year of the 5.9 Yeah it was in the extra cab mm-hmm. and it was black
0: see my dad worked in the auto industry for a number of years he worked at SEMA and he would get to bring home all the show cars so wh- whoever the manufacturer of the year was he got to bring home the media cars and so when the 5.9 RT came out he had a Dakota and they tricked it all out and you know did all sorts of stuff with it because you know that's just what they do for SEMA shows but man that thing was
1: awesome bro I was doing a hundred miles an hour by that time I got to the end of the on-ramp yep I put that thing sideways because he says yeah go beat it up man Just, you know get to know the car oh I got to know that car very well and then the next one I took out the next truck I took out the uh, one of the the seniors there uh said you know what we're gonna we're gonna come ride with you oh oh no it was it is beautiful. So I took out the uh, the, the Dodge Cummins diesel dually six-speed uh, nice. transmission manual. Mm. And I get on the freeway screaming with this thing. And I'm ripping through the gears. And the guy looks over at me and goes, are you using the clutch? And I was <laughs> like, no. He goes, what do you mean you're not using the clutch? I said, I'm not using the clutch.
0: You get it higher than the RPMs. The gate just opens.
1: Well, he says he says, uh, he says. to me, he goes, you're going to ruin the clutch. I said, how am I going to ruin the clutch if I'm not using it? <laughs> and he goes, what do you mean? I said, the clutch is consistently engaged. How am I going to ruin the clutch if I'm not even touching the pedal? I'm not moving the clutch. It's staying engaged. You can shift these without touching the clutch pedal. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, you're going to ruin the clutch. As in, you don't make any sense. I said, drove semi trucks for the last seven years. Like, I, I owned a trucking company. Mm. So, I, I never put a clutch in one of my trucks. So, I, I do know how to drive these. And so, I cons- I just continue to drive without um, using the clutch pedal to shift. I just, you you match the synchros, you throw it in the next gears, you let off, you can pop it out of gear, you wait a second, it goes right to the next one. I never scratched the gear. And I drove it. The only time I use a clutch pedal is at a stoplight.
0: Yeah.
1: So, you don't stall. Yeah, so you don't you don't use a clutch. So I said, if anything, I'm saving the clutch. I'm giving the customer a brand new clutch because I'm not using it.
0: Yeah, and you're not messing up the transmission. And that's one. Of he my couldn't buddies, get it through his head. Oh no! And one of my buddies in college had, and it was an old, old, old beat up Toyota Corolla, and he needed his clutch replaced. And he was like, I just figured out I don't need to replace the clutch right now. And I go, Really, how'd you figure that out? And I already knew about it. And he goes, he goes, I just don't use it. And I go, Ah, and he, you know, got up. Of course, it's, you know, this little Toyota one point like four yeah. liter. Uh, but he's just going through the gears and I'm like, ah, you figured it Very out. Very well himself. done, your son. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we learned that when you got when you go shift the truck, if you guys really think that these truck drivers, well, these truck drivers today, they're all automatics, so they're all chickens. Oh yeah. But I had a 13-speed over-under in my 1980 Peterbilt 359. Gorgeous truck. And, nice. uh, dude, it was so nice, man. Because you get into the high gears, you get into high range, and you're just flipping a switch. And you're in the next gear. Then it's like flip it back, go to the next. And you're just grabbing gears, man, going through 13 of them. And half the time, you're skipping gears. But, uh, yeah, you, you don't need to use a clutch. You don't, no. you don't need to use a clutch pedal, man. It's kind of pointless. Yep.
0: Once you get started, just leave it there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so that's car talk. (laughs) So, you
0: you said something, and and it's the the rabbit squirrel, actually, it's the squirrel in my brain. Yeah, yeah. When you talked about your wife's new car, and you're like, oh, and it's huge, and it's great, and it's amazing. You know, we've been doing that for the last three and a half, nearly four years. Like, what's the phrase going to come, like, with the next president? (laughs)
1: Like,
0: like. uh, so so I went to this place, uh, and, and I don't remember what happened, end of story.
1: Yeah. You got to make <laughs> up words. Hobble, about <laughs> hobble, Yeah. Oh, okay. Hobble, hobble, Oh, it's, okay. It's like, because
0: you look at, I mean, obviously SNL does it. You look at all the different, you know, political figures that they make fun of, and it's like, okay, yeah, yeah everybody does, you know, the, you know, Al, or yeah, Al, yeah, Alec Baldwin does the whole, you know, impersonation and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, so what are they going to say? And in my mind, I'm like, so are they saying stuff about Biden or are they saying stuff about Harris? Like, who do they? (laughs) We don't know, dude.
1: And and if they're going to do Biden, is it just all they're going to have to say is...
0: I forgot. Sorry, I got
1: sleepy. Did you wake me up? What happened? Just going to smell the hair.
0: Yeah. Well, last time when I was in office.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The last 47 years I was in office. Uh, Yeah. It's going to be like
0: Grandpa War stories.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be fun.
0: I don't think you said what cigar are you smoking, and if you did, I don't remember.
1: Yeah, I actually wasn't gonna smoke a cigar because I have like some things that are in my my noodle that I was gonna like. I figured I was probably gonna consume the majority of the conversation tonight because there's some like, stuff that that's ready to freaking just f- fly. Um, but uh, I'm smoking a Casa Cuevas Reserva, Connecticut. Oh, nice. Um, it was in my humidor, so I grabbed it. Um, but I I, I really do. Do it. Yeah, I really do enjoy this cigar. I felt like something milder. Um, I actually needed to eat. So I wanted something a little bit milder. I was looking at the pledge and I almost smoked that. Ooh,
0: that, that, that had been a bit strong.
1: Yeah. I'd be a bit strong for where I was at and, uh, just, uh, food wise right now <laughs> I'd have been by the end of the thing talking like Joe Biden um yeah right. <laughs> maybe hanging over a bucket no it's not that strong but it, no, it would have definitely put me in a little bit of a loopy state and maybe a little bit of sweats If yeah
0: well it's definitely not the warhead six I mean we can we can definitely this is it that way
1: yeah yeah then I would have been like full Martina Maya writing out
0: your will I don't know if I'm gonna live another 10 minutes yeah yeah. <laughs> oh, that was awesome.
1: Which by the way, they just came out with a really cool uh Espinosa came out with a really cool um like tribute to the warhead basically. And it's really? um uh, I believe it's gonna be five of the, the, the first five warheads in a box. And uh and I'm sharing this that it probably shouldn't be, but I'm going to it anyways. Um and a challenge coin in the shape of the La Bomba. The different Labomba warheads, that's cool. So, like last year's was a gray one, you know, with the like mm-hmm. the the paneling on it. Yep. Um So there'll be those different ones. <laughs> there's only 500 of these made. Wow. Ten of them will have a golden warhead in the box. Yeah.
0: Is that like a giveaway or like a prize thing? Or
1: there's going to be something behind that.
0: Yeah. Oh, very cool.
1: Yeah, so it'll be like the golden ticket, right?
0: You can be like the grandpa who's lazy for so many years, and then there's the yeah. golden ticket, and you get up and you're excited, and life yeah. starts over.
1: Yeah. So, and it's funny because like I was telling my wife about this, and uh, you know they call them challenge coins, mm-hmm. uh, and so my wife's like, "What are challenge coins?" And we were talking about that, and and so I was explaining them, and she's like, "Oh, you mean like slammers for pogs?"
0: Yes. I, I love like, your wife so much more.
1: God, we're old. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so- so we're we're sitting down and we're watching uh, or we're flipping through uh, Netflix or whatever it was to try and find a show to watch as a family tonight. And we go to the Roku channel because it had an ad for the Santa Claus. And Micah, my ten-year-old, is like, "Oh, the Santa Claus!" And he goes, "Wait, that's not Tim Allen. That looks really old." Like, ah, let's see what it's like. And the I go old to put, one. yeah, it's the original one with. Um, oh shoot, I went blank on his name. The old Da-da-da. guy. Yeah, uh, but it's it's the original one. And, uh, and I go to start to play it and JT sitting next to me, he goes, Oh, if it's that old, I hope it's not in black and white.
1: Oh, I like, dude.
0: I was like, how old do you think this movie is? Oh and man. At it, and Micah goes, Oh, Oh no, it is old. It was made in 1984. I'm like, that's the year your mom was born. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, and JT goes, yeah, I'm surprised it's not in black and white. And I was like, oh, oh no, Oh no. I've entered into the stage where the kids make the jokes. Yeah. And I remember doing that with my parents, like, wow, you know, in, in the 60s and the 70s, that was just so long ago. Yeah. And now for my kids, it's, yeah, anything in the 80s or 90s, because that was less, you know, less century, dad, you're old. Oh, geez. Well,
1: my parents always told me that it wasn't the tv that was black and white it was the whole world was actually black and white that may be yeah so we had color cameras they just captured the world as it was in black and white
0: i never thought of it that way yeah that's probably true
1: that's a unique way to think of it isn't it it is so there was once a time that we um we we the world itself was black and white
0: That's like a third level of inception kind of like mentality.
1: Yeah, Yeah, we're going to spread that. People love just sharing stupid things that have zero research behind it. So if we can help spread that, we need your help, guys. Just let everybody know that there was a time that the world was actually black and white and color got introduced into the world.
0: And we know that's true from the TV show Pleasantville.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, we've got evidence of it being real.
1: Yeah, and right around the time from, like, Dick Van Dyke to, you know, Dragnet and Get Smart, uh, the world shifted, and somehow color was brought into this world. Um, Mostly, you know, I'm sure God just said, you know, I I had said, let there be light, but I forgot. Dang, man, I just fell asleep. Let there be color. And there was color.
0: You know, and it's interesting, because that was probably around the 60s or 70s when my parents were younger, and there were some trippy colors.
1: Yeah, when acid started getting introduced, yeah. Maybe
0: acid is the catalyst behind the world having color. We have just solved one of the greatest mysteries of mankind. You're welcome. Wow. And uh-huh. that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode.
1: <laughs> Great. Yeah. I got to um, say,
0: this Laranja Escuro is
1: good. Dude, that thing is beautiful. Oh, man. Yeah. Nummy. Don't get in the review on it. No, I won't. That's all yeah. I was going to say yeah that thing is really good um no you you and i have a lot to talk about but there, there was something that i, I wanted to share and and kind of getting into something a little bit deeper because i know sometimes we just like to get deep and sure uh, especially since we record this on a wednesday night uh right after i do uh my men's group man mm-hmm. we're 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 talking about god and we're getting deep into some stuff so i'm always like i always come in here just riled up right like mm-hmm. almost every time it's like oh tim blah! and um because there's just so much going on and i just i'm like i this week was interesting man uh this this week with the men's group is interesting I, I just came back from uh, I, I just came back from advanced camp uh with with uh a john eldridge training a uh, band of brothers for freedom outreach in california mm-hmm. which was awesome um oh i'm sure a lot of really cool things happened there uh but it really kind of um the thing I love about it is, is uh, many of us have all been to the Christian camps. We've all been to the to the God camps, the Kumbaya, Circle Around the Fire. And yeah. we're going to get you all hot and bothered and excited for Jesus. And <laughs> you're going to come down and just tear up the world. And everybody comes down and goes, everybody needs to love Jesus. And a week later, they're cussing up and going to the strip clubs and hating themselves again. Yep. Um, this camp doesn't do that to me. No. Uh I learned a lot about how to uh, hear God. Hmm. I learned a lot about brotherhood um, and about the importance of the church. And I don't mean the building. I mean the true intention of the church, which is two or more coming together before God. Mm -hmm. And um, the church has been just grossly sent astray uh, and, and and has that the the church is a building as an institution um, has been grossly <clears throat> set astray and um, there's a battle going on there dude there's a major spiritual battle going on there and uh, it, it's been really it's been really cool because I have my men's group which is my church mm-hmm. um, and there's stuff going on there man that's that's interesting uh, really interesting and, and a lot of stuff hit tonight um, some brothers got pretty uh, upset at some of the things that I said but um i think that's okay and i think sometimes it's it's how we how we handle that anger and how we deal with that anger do we give that up and and find out where that's coming from deal with that and give that up to christ and lay it at the foot of the cross or do we just live in the anger and blame our brothers and run away um i, I think those that blame other brothers and run away are the ones that are gonna weed themselves out mm-hmm. um from those that want to actually spend the time and the effort and the energy to get closer to God and understanding him more and walk with him. right. So there's a lot of peace in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to say that uh, a brotherhood is so important. And for that matter, a sisterhood. Uh, and and I, th- I think that's, and I want to keep it as those two. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's important, you know, you can have the Bible studies with couples and, you know, those that, that type of stuff get together. But the idea to have a group of men that you can call on in your struggles and in your happy times, a place where you can go and share your, your trials, tribulations, and your successes uh, is so important and is so missing in this world. But there has to be a common purpose in that group; mm-hmm. otherwise, it becomes just this big slapstick tear down, you know, uh, debacle of of whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the idea of uh, of the purpose of just getting to be closer to Christ and be brothers in that. Um, and I feel fortunate because I, I actually I have a couple groups like that. Yeah, you do. Um, I feel very blessed to have that and this group was started by my best friend and i uh three years ago and we called ourselves bound a band of brothers and we called ourselves warriors and then we go to this camp and it's called band of brothers and they describe how we're warriors and we're in a battle and we're in a war Mm -hmm. and it's like holy crap man if that's not confirmation from god i don't know what is oh yeah so we've continued down this path, and we've continued to grow and change. And and I, I know for myself, there's been a massive change in my life in just the last year, uh, such a drastic change in my life. And um, so many challenges have come my way, and now I get so excited by them. Mm-hmm. Um, even when, when trials come up, I'm just like, yes, because there's something cool coming.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And tonight was one of those trials, man. Wow. Um, and it was an opportunity to sit back and say, hey, do I have – I was talking to to two of the brothers afterwards, and uh, all I could say was that I was angry, and I was hurt. Hmm. And one of my brothers he brought up and he he said the words righteous anger, and it really pinpointed it for me. Because see, there's a big separation between the flesh and 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 the soul and the spirit um and it's one thing to be angry in the flesh yes that's me sitting here t- saying hey tim you ruined my life you did this you did that And blah, blah, blah i'm just mad at you and i'm angry at you and 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 i i don't ever want to see you again and you know, getting in a fight there's a whole nother thing to be angry in the spirit
0: oh completely
1: um and we learn that biblically right for those of us that, are, that read the bible and look at the bible and understand it yeah you know, there's a point when jesus became angry and um you know, at one point, <laughs> I picture him sitting there fashioning a whip, uh, just staring at these people that are just living in such sin and just destroying this temple. Uh, and and just like I just picture him just like with a grin on his face and like mad dogging him, almost like y'all better start running because mm-hmm. I'm sitting here making this whip and it's intended for you.
0: Oh, yeah, it's one of those times where where. You've all seen in movies and TV shows where somebody's like mumbling to themselves like, oh, you got no idea what's coming. Oh, when when I get done with you, you're going to wish you never did that. Uh, And it's one of those kinds of visual mental images of that.
1: Yeah, I just see that so clearly. And I'm just like, oh, man, that righteous anger. Uh, And that's pretty much how I felt. And trying to express that, um, to, to your band of brothers and your group of men um, that say with their words that uh, there is no offense taken and yet you can see that there is. Yep. Is, is not easy Mm-mm. because you know that you're going to lose some of them. And I just desire so greatly to see everybody just become better men Mm -hmm. um and and to i just desire to see people grow in their walk with christ and understanding so deeply that i i i struggle letting them go even on their own accord Mm -hmm. and i have to let that go and I think that there's been a time that Jason and I started this, my best friend Jason and I, when we started this group, I think there was a time that, that we started this not knowing what we were doing and not even fully understanding how to hear Christ mm-hmm. and how to listen to what, but we just knew that something needed to be done. And so we continue to grow this group. And, and there's been so, so much confirmation between the book Core and between the Band of Brothers Camp and so many people I've talked to that have, have, have kind of done similar things and even scripturally. Mm-hmm. But there's a change coming. There's a big change coming.
0: You know how you and said that? You said that in a way, and it's kind of cliche, but it sounded very much like it with the the passion and excitement. Yeah. Of at Easter, when people go, it's Friday, but Sunday's a coming.
1: Yeah. Yeah yeah and that's how i feel about it and it's it's in a a, that 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 fleshy side of me is like oh man that's so sad Hmm. but the spiritual side of me is like oh it's so exciting oh yeah because see when you're going into war and you're going into battle um you know you think about you think about the movie uh uh braveheart when william wallace comes riding up just at the time that all the men are sitting there going why are we here Mm-hmm. there's all these scottish guys with their pitchforks and, and stuff like that and they're just going like in their brooms and whatever else they can find you know sticks that are in their hands and and they're kind of going like why are we here and a couple of them start pulling everybody astray they're like yeah we're just gonna go home and you know because they're up against this giant army that's just clad in armor with swords and just it just you know you can see them and it's it's as far as the eye can see and they're like we're you know we are but we little men and uh in skirts and um it's interesting because here comes william wallace riding through and he gets the crowd and the army riled up because he shares with them what they're fighting for yes and it's not in an arrogance it's not go follow me because i'm this great leader it's sharing what the passion is and what's going on and letting their hearts follow them it's and the lead y. them. Yeah. And I, I remember you say it's the why because I remember growing up and I always said, if the why is not big enough to make you cry, then you got to go do some research. <laughs> um, but uh, it's amazing because at one point he just hollers out and points his sword at this big army and they all charge in. And if he were to turn around and look, which he does not, he would see every one of those men charging in. So when I look at right now, like I, I that's really kind of how I, I see myself in this spiritual battle right now um, because God's placed me in a place that I get to bring men together and build an army mm-hmm. uh, for this spiritual battle and be just get to be a part of that, right? Because it's multiple armies many times coming together for one great purpose. And I feel like, uh, I feel like, and it's not in an arrogance. It's just in a role that I feel like I've been given this opportunity to develop an army. And I was just thinking about, I go, man, if I look back as I'm charging in, because I'm not, you know, it's funny because you always see like the bad guy, right? They're, they're sitting there and they're telling their army to go, Mm -hmm. but they're at the back of it. Yep. Then you always see the one that's fighting for something. And that leader is at the front and doesn't look back Mm -mm. because he trusts that his men are there and he knows that they're there because the passion has been shared amongst all of them of what they are fighting for. Yep. And I think it's, I think tonight I kind of got that feeling like if I were to look back, a, a portion of them are still standing. And not charging. Even though they said they were going to be in that battle.
0: Yep. In the emergency situation, obviously in, in my career path and all that, it's when an emergency happens, when there's a fire, an earthquake, an active shooter, you know, it's the not the majority, but a large percentage of people will freeze and try and figure out what's going on. I said I was ready for this. I said I can do this, but I'm in the moment now and I'm having an out-of-body experience going, I don't know what to do.
1: Well, it's when you put yourself before others that that experience happens.
0: And you jump into action. You know exactly because you've been trained and you've uh, you've been educated and trained and you know that you are prepared for whatever that battle is.
1: Yeah, so I think it's important to say, hey, would I truly lay down my life for my brothers? Mm-hmm. And it's amazing because so many people say that, but when they get a mo- that moment, they don't. Because they treasure their own life so much more than they do that of their brothers. And I don't want to be like that. I want to be the one at the front. Mm-hmm. I want to be running in. Because... I am no more valuable than my brothers are. Mm-hmm. And I think getting to that point is so powerful. Um, getting to the point that just understanding that, you know, number one, that none of, none of this is mine. And that's what I love about my faith uh, and, and my walk with Christ is that none of this belongs to me. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when I feel led to give, I'm not giving of mine. I'm giving of what was given to me. Um, yeah. And when you let those things go, it it, it brings so much freedom. <laughs> it's kind of interesting saying that because that's what what his last words were. Is William Wallace right? Freedom. You know. Oh, yeah, and then the head gets lopped off, and the I think it's got to drop. But then there's somebody to take his place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> that was inspired by his life yeah, and what he lived for. So I, I just think I found that really inspirational tonight uh, to kind of go through that and to see that and, and feel that there's going to be a reset uh, just in a few different areas in life. And it's, uh, it's exciting. Oh yeah. It's really, really exciting. And, and I need to spend some time in prayer and just, you know, listening and understanding of what that looks like. Cause I'll tell you this, there was a time that, um, there was a time that I heard God tell me that, uh, are you ready to, to give up your business? Mm -hmm. Oh, that scared the crap out of me. I was like, he told me
0: you're like, uh, I feel like God's telling me to give my business and I don't like that. He told me that.
1: Yeah. And, and you know what the interesting thing was that I learned from that is that, uh, it wasn't uh, again like I'm living for me, right? I'm in my flesh, and it wasn't it wasn't for for me to in the flesh give up the business clearly because he's been blessing my business. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it was, am I ready to give that up to him? Yeah, and truly say this is yours and live it for him. Yep. And like as soon as I did, it was like all that went away. Like, see, I told you. Um, yep. And your floodgates opened. Yeah, and it's been great, dude. And I've had conversation after conversation after conversation within the business just about Christ and about about just what he's doing. Um in different moments of my life. And it's been beautiful, man. It's been so beautiful and so amazing and so freeing. Uh the stress has been lifted, everything's gone. And it's just like, you know, and I still put in the work. I mean, let's not let's let's not pretend this is rainbows and unicorn farts. Like I still have to put in the work. Oh yeah but it's not mine Mm -mm. it's not mine at all yep and that's beautiful
0: yeah i mean
1: go ahead no
0: i mean you you know obviously the season that i'm in if any of you that are watching or listening you know that i'm in a season where i got let go from what was essentially my dream job and turbojet coffee was put on my heart months before that happened before I knew it was going to be let go. I didn't know it was going to be let go until the day I got let go. Um, but it was one of those things where, and I've said this phrase time and time again as long as God keeps opening doors, I'm going to keep walking through them. Yeah. And I mean, it, you know, I got what is to date the largest order from someone that ministry wise and family wise uh, knows me very well. It's my yep. college pastor. And a guy that I've got tremendous respect for, uh, look up to him, uh, I mean, spiritually and just as a a man of God, uh, because he's been through the desert many times and he's been up on the mountain many times as well. And I think a lot of people would look at that and be like, yes, I'm doing the right things. I've messaged to the right people. I've posted properly. I've done this. I've done that. Right. And it hasn't been that mindset with me. It has been, wait, I'm sorry, you want an order of, of... how many bags of coffee? Right. You you trust me, even though you haven't tried the coffee with that much to that many people. And it's yeah. humbling. It's one of those okay, God, I trusted you. And I mean, like I've shared the first month, what I expected to would probably take a few months inventory wise and sales to go through. God did in like three weeks. Yeah. And I was blown away and it was, well, I'm gonna keep pushing forward in God's power, as He leads, as He keeps opening doors, yep. and we'll just continue to see what happens. And it's it's humbling, and that's the mindset. And I'm not saying I always get it right, but that's the mindset that I've had to adjust and learn during this season. Is uh, I always knew that good things came from God, challenges come from God, all those different things. But when I am getting to, I'm not going to say I'm there yet, but when I'm getting to a place Where I can realize that I wake up and I don't know if I'm going to have a coffee sale that day or not. But I'm okay whether I have a coffee sale or not. It doesn't determine the fulfillment, the productivity, the satisfaction with my day. It is a component of my day that God allows to see if I continue to trust him. That's really what it comes down to. God gives us opportunities to see, do you still trust me completely? Like you with God saying, I feel like you need to give up your business. Uh, you want me to do what? Oh, okay. It's not the physical give up. It is a a uh material, fleshy, um, financial, everything all encompassing give up and it's all yeah. yours anyways, God. <clears throat> and that's how it is with the coffee. And I mean I looked at Aaron and I just said, I'm I am blown away that You know, the the amount of people that have said, hey, would you do this for me? Or, hey, what's this? I mean, it's—and I don't say any of that, and Brandon, obviously, you know me well enough. I I don't say that as a, well, I've done a good enough job. I do it—or I say that as a a retrospective look at at what God has done in the last two and a half months since I've been let go from my dream job to how much he has changed and adjusted and molded me to go— you thought you trusted me before now look at what you what you are blessed with beyond measure that you ever expected because you're truly trusting me in this situation and it is completely crazy humbling and i don't take any of it for granted and and i i pray that i never will and i i will try every day not to but i it's it is incredible to see when when you let go how much you mm-hmm. truly gain
1: yeah it is man and uh you know he's got big plans man he's got plans bigger than us yeah. and i think it's great man uh, i think it's i think it's beautiful i tell you um while i was up at, at camp this this weekend it was really placed on my heart at one point i was just out silent smoking a cigar in the woods and um just ask god i said hey man wait where do you need me? Where am I going? Mm-hmm. And he told me, he says, "I need you leading your family." Uh, and I was like, "Ah, crap! <laughs> you're right." The first like, ministry is always the hardest. Yeah, like I'm gonna question him, right? You know, I was like, him am like, ah, <laughs> oh, you're right. I know I need to do that, and because I I haven't been, man. I've been I've been so focused on on these groups and on on building the nonprofit and all this stuff, and you know, I, I felt like. You know, my brother Jason was my Paul for the longest time and uh, he's been leading me and, and it's actually just crazy. This last week and he told me he says, you know, I feel like you've surpassed me and you've somewhat become my Paul. Mm-hmm. And here we are, we get to we get to uh minister to each other and, and uh be there for each other. But I, I heard I, I heard that um that I needed to, to spend more time because I spent none. Being the faithful leader of my family. Spiritual leader of my family. So on my way home, I text the uh, favorite text that everybody gets. And I realized after I sent the text, (laughs) um, Honey, when I get home, we need to talk. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, that's always a great one, right? (laughs) I, I push send and I'm like, oh, that was dumb. Uh, and and I have a great wife. I have an amazing wife. Like she's mm-hmm. just she's full of of humor and and understanding and just beautiful. And so I get this text back. Um, okay, because <laughs> like that you know, that's the text you get when you're getting fired, right? <laughs> yeah, or six, talk.
0: yeah. Or the Yeah. Or the sixteen year old. You know, dating couples like, oh, yeah. I'm being broken up with.
1: Yeah. And nobody ever hears that. Like, oh, we need to talk. Everybody always. Everybody always hears it. Like. We need to talk. Um, so I, I text her back and I say, hey, first off, this one situation happened. Um, a, a person showed up that I've been in a battle with lately. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she's like, oh, can you talk now? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I just text back, nope. <laughs> and she goes, okay, what else? And I said, second off, I said, I, I really want to, um, I, I need to step up as a spiritual leader in our family. And this hasn't been a conversation we brought up a lot. And and it's funny because she comes back at me and says, um, she goes, That's interesting you say that. Hmm. Because I was gonna talk to you about that when you got home. I had a dream that you were out leading all of these men to Christ and being a spiritual leader for all these men and not for our family.
0: Gut punch in the And wrong. I was like
1: ouch yeah but right away what hit me the biggest was my wife and i are so connected through christ yes. even though i haven't been that spiritual leader and we haven't had a ton of conversations about this which is just freaking weird i know but <laughs> we, we haven't had a lot of conversations about this and yet here she is having a dream the night before I'm coming home from hearing from God that I need to be the spiritual leader of my family. And she wanted to talk to me about that. Like a information came. Cool. We have some really good openness in our relationship. Like that. She's going to just say, Hey, I was going to tell you that bro, what are you doing? Step up. Um, and B, she has a dream and C, like I hear that. It's just, man, holy crap, dude. And so, uh, yeah, we came home. We had a, just a long talk about it. Great evening together, mm-hmm. and uh, we actually—it was really cool because—and uh, I think this is so important in in relationships. And baby, if you're listening to this, you didn't want me to share this. I'm sorry. Get over it. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think it's so important the communication go deeper than just simple "What do you want for dinner?" You know, surfacey bull crap. Mm-hmm. Because we actually got to dive in and talk, and I, I shared what my holdup was and why I haven't been a spiritual leader and what our conversations have been before and where the hangups been and all these things. Like we got deep into the why versus just sitting there with going, okay, I'm going to do this. And then it never happens. If you notice like there's so many times you say you're going to do these big things or make moves or change things and they don't happen. It's because you didn't dive deep enough into it. Yeah. And to learn that that compassion and that care is there for each other so much that we're willing to dive into that and get into the depth of why this hasn't been happening without the fear of being judged yeah, is so impactful and powerful in a relationship. And listen, we've been married February 9th coming up here. We'll be married 20 years Hmm. together for 22 years. If you think it's been this way the entire marriage, you're out of your Freaking mind! My wife should have left me four hundred seventy six thousand two hundred seventy three times in the last twenty years, mm-hmm. not that anybody's counting, and I should have left her once. Maybe I'm, babe. I'm just saying that there's really not a time that she left you, and <laughs> um, but I, I've not always been a great husband. I've not always been a great father. I've not always been any of these things. Mm-hmm. I've I've very rarely been completely open with her and honest, you know, honest with her in the beginning of our marriage. She should have left me multiple times. I don't even know why she's still around, to be honest with you, other than God. Yeah. Uh, And yet there's that openness and that communication that's been developed over the last just few years that has just been so impactful in bringing our marriage so close together that I can't imagine the rest of my life with anybody other than her. And that's not always been me. So, like, Mm -hmm. there's just so many beautiful things that happen just through that one little conversation uh that are just so amazing so guys if you're listening to this uh it's time to be open with your wife Mm -hmm. and 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 let her know i mean and and this this kind of all correlates together right because that's what that's what a group of men should be as well yes there should be nothing hidden from each other no if you're struggling with something that should be brought into the open no matter what it is. Like some of the guys in our group, some of the stuff they've shared, like uh, they wouldn't dare share in the open world. Yeah. Just even thoughts. Like I've been with veterans before because of the nonprofit that we run that have told me thoughts about wanting to kill children. Hmm. And you can never share that in the open world because you'll be so judged by that. He's not saying that I'm doing this all the time, but man, because of what I've been through and what I've seen... These are the thoughts I'm having because I'm so angry right now. Sometimes it just needs to be heard and gotten out so then we can deal with it and work our way through it. So if you can't have that with your own spouse and with your band of brothers, what are you doing?
0: Yep. Well, and we're too afraid. And I think that's probably the easiest way to say it and best way to say it. We're too afraid in a marriage to be open because we're afraid to hurt somebody else when we don't realize – when we took our vows and put on our rings, we said, no matter what comes up, I'm here to help you through everything. But we let our own stupid, fleshy minds get in the way and go, no, But she said that, but, but I can't share this. And that's it, completely wrong.
1: And Tim, it's gonna hurt. Yes! It's gonna hurt. Get that through your thick skull, it's gonna hurt. But that's how you grow. That's how you grow. Mm-hmm. How do you strengthen your bones? You break them. Yep. That that's just the way to do it. How do you build your muscles? You tear them. Yep. Like this is a part of life. Welcome to life. No pain, no gain. Like we can go with all the cliche crap, right? Yep. It's gonna hurt. There's gonna be pain. There's gonna be those moments, but are you there for each other through that pain? Mm-hmm. And are you willing to set again, here this comes up again. Are you willing to set yourself aside long enough? to hear how the other person feels Mm. are you willing to set aside the attack and realize that it's not an attack and even if it is Mm -hmm. that's how the other person feels yep and i know okay feelings yay we're not talking about the california feelings okay this isn't like i feel like you shouldn't be smoking with nine thousand feet of me so we should outlaw all smoking no, that's not the kind of feeling I'm talking about. But if somebody is feeling hurt, even if it's through their own filters of what they grew up in, that is important for you to hear that. That is important for you to sincerely ask for that forgiveness and then gain the understanding of why they feel that way and work through that process together of getting over that. So then the conversation can be opened. Mm-hmm. Like there is a process to this, guys. Yes. But the process is always halted by our own filters because somebody says something to me and I go, ouch, that hurts. Owie, go away. And I react and I stab back and I make them hurt.
0: Yep. And then you close off and you go, I'm not going to face that again because I didn't like that. And you you resist ever wanting to try and work through it because you've got now hurt tied with that situation.
1: And even worse, we we reinforce the reasoning for the original hurt. Yes. So when I react to my wife, because I felt attacked by something she said, and I'm so self-centered that I'm so worried about my own hurt by what she says that I react to her. Hers was a reaction to me. And I just reinforced the reason why she had that reaction. It's all I did was I strengthened that thought that caused the reaction.
0: And you're continuing the cycle.
1: And you're, not only are only you continuing, you're building it. You're strengthening it. You're making it harder and harder to overcome, especially with you. Yep. Because now you're a part of whatever that past was. Mm-hmm. So if there's a past with dad, your face is getting slowly replaced mm-hmm. into that role. Yep. And you're becoming that. Now try to overcome that. Whew. Good luck. Yep. You don't have enough dollars in your bank account to pay a therapist for that one. No. So w- you've got to set yourself aside and go, I will not be hurt by this because I genuinely care about this person and I desire to know who they are. They're good, the bad, and the ugly. Yep. Till death do us part, no yep. matter what.
0: One of the greatest lines I heard was from uh, a couple and... and... You know, she had an affair, and the husband, you know, as many people do today, because it's just easier to go, oh, you cheated on me, that's it, I'm gone, I don't trust you anymore, he took that, and he didn't go that route, and he said, when I stood up and said I do, until death do us part, it wasn't certain restrictions apply, and when it gets hard, that gives me a reason to get out, it was... Even during those hard times, I still do, and I'm going to work with you through it, and I'm going to love you through it. And when people heard that you know, from the husband, they were just like, wow, that guy's got courage. And when yeah. you look at it, and it's been many years since then, since you know that happened, and they're still together, they've got a phenomenal marriage. I look at that and I go, that's the kind of redemptive uh, grace Christ has towards us every single day. Right, And if he can go, no, I made the commitment to love you no matter what, till death do us part, I will love you through all of this. Am I hurt? Absolutely. Am sure. I going to you know, have some time where I need to heal that wound? Absolutely. But does it mean that I'm going to write you off and say, forget it, you hurt me too much, I'm gone? No, I'm going to love you even more through that because maybe there was something I did that led to that, and I need to fix myself too. And that was his mindset. And I mean, I look back... Ten years now removed from, you know, being aware of that situation, and it, it just every year being married, every additional year, it just speaks volumes. To I agreed to love you no matter what, and there is no asterisk of certain restrictions apply. No, there is no asterisk. The only only asterisk is you may get hurt, but you're still going to love through it, and that's how Christ sees us. That's how we have to approach our marriages. That's how we have to approach our children. That's how we have to approach anybody that we feel wrongs us. Because you know what? That's what Christ's love is. That's what sacrificial love is. Yeah. And that's the way we're supposed to be.
1: As, as Christians and as believers in Christ, uh, our job is to resemble him as best mm-hmm. as possible. Yep. And to show who he is as best as possible in our everyday life. Mm-hmm. um i just don't see that christ is a person that says oh you hurt me screw you yep like i i you show me that verse and i i might i, I might believe you you show me that in the bible i, I just don't see that <laughs> it's not there it's not in the bible i read nope. um and so it, it it's it's we need to do that in our marriages. We need to do that with our children. We need to do that with our friends, with our family, with our foes and, you know, protect your heart, protect your family. Um, but love everyone. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's, that sounds hippie. I know like, right now, next thing you know, I'm going to be driving a Volkswagen bus around with flowers painted all over the dang thing. But, (laughs) uh, it, it's the reality is, is that that's how we need to live our life. Yeah. You know, um, my wife has been so forgiving of me. Um, And I, I, I desire to know, like, I almost feel in the recent years, like it's been a rebirth of our marriage because I just so strongly desire to know who she is and just want to, when I'm away, I want to just feel her presence. Still. I want to know that she's there. Mm -hmm. She knows that I put God first. And that's important. Yep. But by doing that, I bring God into our marriage. And that's even more important. Yep. And... It's important. Yeah, and inviting him into that. So it's been... Dude... I don't know. It's just, that has been some stuff that's been on my heart lately, man. And it's been, it's been so crazy because I just know that especially in today's time, man, there's so many broken people, so many broken hearts, so many broken marriages, so many arguments and fights, divorce rates on the drastic climb. Mm -hmm. It's pathetic. The percentage of divorces. Um, It's sad. It's sad when you tell somebody, Hey man, we've been married for 20 years Mm -hmm. and they go, wow, you don't see that anymore what
0: yeah you're the exception to the norm
1: yeah like what what my buddy jason married for 30 years like dude so excited everything everything i have jason has 10 years ahead of me it's funny um so it's it's he's 10 years older than me he's been married 10 years longer than me it's our stories almost match uh in the way that we met our wives but like like we're like soulmates if there were ever soulmates. Uh, this that, that that just is funny, man. Brothers from another mother from another land. It's hilarious. <laughs> um I feel like I've known the guy all my life and we've been we've known each other for like eight and a half years now. Yeah. Um but his family I, I would lay down my life for his family and he would for mine, and it, that just that's the type of people that we need to have in this world today. Absolutely. That's what's going to bring us back together and heal this world. And we're in a time of cleansing right now. We're in a time of openness right now. We're we're, we're actually in a very beautiful, amazing time. And those that don't see it that way, I desire to open their eyes to see all the beauty and all the, the opportunity that's out there right now for relationship building or for getting to know each other. Um, because it, there's so much beauty in this world and so much opportunity right now. And if it's not taken advantage of and used in the best way possible, then we just haven't done our job. And uh, I just desire for people to start just loving each other, man. I I desire for these relationships to come back together and for people just to set aside their own hurts and their own pain, their own filters, their own uh, judgments on themselves so that they can just truly hear and feel what their partners are hearing and feeling and how to be there for them. Um, and whether that's a best friend, that's a neighbor, a wife, it doesn't matter. Like, just understand how can I be there for you? How can I set aside myself long enough to be there for you? Even if I'm in the biggest struggles of my life right now, how can I be there for you? Um, would change the face of this world. Yep.
0: Well, and you even said in the biggest struggle of my life, how can I be there for you? That perfectly describes Christ on the cross. Yeah. I'm in the biggest struggle of my life. I am going to be wrongfully accused, tried illegally overnight, and crucified on a cross.
1: Betrayed by one of my brothers that I just broke bread with.
0: For 30 pieces of silver. I just washed his feet. He betrays me for 30 pieces of silver. And I'm still going to go ahead and do this because I'm putting myself aside for your benefit.
1: Yeah. And we isn't that all crazy? Win in the end, isn't that crazy? Yep. That's just that's that's so beautiful, man. So I don't know. I know this is, podcast is going on forever, man. This is guy. I, I could talk all night right now, dude, because I'm just like I'm I'm on fire right now. I don't know if you want to break this up into like 15 episodes, but like <laughs> I, I could I could seriously go on night right now because just there's so much stuff. There, there's been so much peace put in my heart lately, mm. um, and, and it, it's just like I, I feel. I wish I had felt this for the last 40 years, but I'm so grateful that I haven't because I went through some major, major, excuse my French, but I went through a lot of shit Mm -hmm. to get to where I am today. And I'm so, so grateful. And I would not change a single piece of it because the lessons that I've learned, the tools that have been put in my toolbox Mm -hmm. are getting to be used. Yep. For His glory, that's amazing. Yep, just and amazing. I think,
0: and I think that is the perfect place to end this episode, because when we realize that, when we realize that it's not about us, that's when things get amazing. It, yeah. nothing belongs to us. Nothing is is truly for us. Uh, it is a it is a tool and an asset to continue reflecting Christ making him known and helping other people know him as well. It doesn't get any better than that. So, well, if you've been listening through this entire time and all joking aside, thank you so much for listening to Brandon be able to share his heart, us be able to just talk through real life, enjoy a couple of good cigars. Uh, But if you're not following us on our social media channels already, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, we're at down to the nub. We've got a Patreon page. If you would like to support what it takes to put all of this on patreon.com slash down to the nub. you can support there uh, if you feel so called and led. Uh, and then we've got our live show on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern, where we'd love to have you join us and contribute to the conversation where we get to hang out with somebody from the cigar industry, whether they're a manufacturer, accessory line, an enthusiast, whatever the case may be. Uh, but we greatly, greatly impre- appreciate, uh, being able to just be a part of what you listen to, what yeah. you watch, and um, we don't take that lightly. And, and we are humbly honored that you would even follow along in in what we're doing and what we're learning and what's going on with life all around cigars uh, and just enjoying them and enjoying each other. So thank you so much for checking out this episode, everybody.
1: Yeah, and I want to say this too. Um, every once in a while, I feel like we have an episode that just um, that needs to be shared. And I know every podcast out there and every YouTube channel, yada, 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 share it so that we can get the marketing. I, I don't I don't care if more people subscribe to this or not. No. I really don't. Um, <clears throat> it's my desire that they do because I feel like there's some really cool stuff being shared, and that's not from me out of arrogance. That's just out of um, I just think that there's stuff that I would love to hear mm-hmm. um, that would change some things in my life. And uh, I just ask that if this hits you, in a a special way that uh, if it touched your heart that uh, you please share this with somebody that needs to hear it Uh, because I I think that there's there's so much so much good that needs to be spread and I think this could be part of it so uh, if it's put on your heart to share this please do so and maybe even just share it personally with somebody just send the link to this to this video to somebody and say hey in the beginning it's a little fun they talk about cars but stick to it trust me Or, or even if you want to tell them to forward to this section uh, and have them to that part of it. Um, I ask that you please share that with somebody that they get to hear these words that, that are intended for them. Um, and maybe this just, maybe this is just a way for you to speak some peace, um, into someone's heart today. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this and this hits your heart and you feel like this can hit somebody else's heart, please, please share it. Yes. Please share it with them. Um, because I just want to see some peace brought back into this world, man. I just want to see some people just come together and, and just love each other. So um, with that, you guys have a wonderful week. I uh, Thank you so much for your time um, and your energy that you put into this and all the support that you guys give us. And we love you, and uh, we're here for you. Please leave a comment. If there's something you need from us directly, don't don't hesitate to reach out. We're here for you too uh we one of us would love to just sit down and talk with you there if you're in that point in life that you just want to dive a little bit deeper into something we've talked about uh i'm i'm more than happy and i know tim's more than happy to dive in deeper with you and uh and share some of this with you so we love you guys we appreciate you and with that have a wonderful week we'll talk at you guys all later take care everybody bye-bye